0: What up, what up? Today's Thursday, July 23rd, and this is the Baller Debrief, where I bring you a daily dose of yesterday's NBA action and get you fully in the loop with everything NBA. So we had four games of hoops and two in the afternoon, two in the evening. And today we got to see the two top contenders for MVP in LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, And let me tell you, these guys did not miss a beat. They are fully in shape and they did not even look gassed running up and down the court. You know, obviously, these are the gold standard of NBA players, but in general, I was very impressed by how in shape uh, these two stars were. And right now, social media is currently exploding with that signature breakaway LeBron James tomahawk dunk with the caption, Bron is back. Braun is back. And honestly, I'm loving it. I'm loving the gray beard. He's looking good. He is, you know, I feel like the gray beard is is all part of like a, a little, little marketing tactic, you know. Comeback season. Championship time. They said I was old. Don't let the beard fool you. I'm still Braun. And I'm back. So, in the first game, we saw Milwaukee Bucks beat the San Antonio Spurs. During that game was on, there was also the Portland Trailblazers playing the Indiana Pacers, where Portland fell short just by three points in a close game. In the evening games, we saw Braun and the Lakers take on Luka. Luka! And the Dallas Mavs. And the Mavs just slid by and won by four, even though the Lakers were about to win right at the end. Um, the last game of the night was the Phoenix Suns and the Utah Jazz, where Phoenix won this one 101 to 88. So let's get it. Remember, like and subscribe. Okay, first game we have the Bucks beating the Spurs 113 to 92. And yes, the Bucks are scoring 113 points. In these scrimmage games with only ten-minute quarters, but obviously at some points during these games, you know the defense isn't as intense. These guys really aren't get out, getting out there; they're not really trying to risk any injury or anything like that. Also, I've noticed that in these bubble games or the big restart, the NBA is trying its best to to brand this whole thing as the restart. Um, in this restart, I've noticed that at some points of the game the pace really picks up and it seems as if these NBA players are almost out there playing a little bit of, a little bit of street ball. And I I wonder if the crowd not being there has anything to do with that. It's a, it's an interesting uh, topic of discussion, but anyways, Giannis and Chris Middleton both played a team high 21 minutes. And I guess coach Boone has taken a completely different approach Than we saw in yesterday's games where the team stars didn't really have the most minutes. Usually the the stars of the team play the most minutes, but that wasn't the case for the Bucs. Giannis and Middleton are the stars, and they played the most minutes. As a result, Giannis had 22 points, and Middleton had 16 points. And Middleton looked really good out there. And uh, Brook Lopez added 17 points on 86% shooting from the field and 100%. From three. With three three-pointers made. I think at this point, Brooke Lopez isn't just a big that can make threes. He's a freaking sharpshooter at this point. Come on. Let's be real. He's not afraid to take them. He's not afraid to make them. But the bucks they look really good. Like, scary good. It almost feels like they've been practicing together on the down low during this whole shutdown. And it feels funny because both Middleton and Giannis told the media prior to them entering the bubble that they haven't touched the basketball these whole four months. And, you know, but they later laughed about it and said it was just a prank that they were trying to play all the other teams and try to, you know, play a prank on all the other players to get them to take their foot off the gas. Since they're supposed to be the best team. And then Giannis supposed to be the MVP best player in the league. And, oh, he hasn't done anything in four months. Meanwhile, in reality, he's probably been working his ass off more than anyone else in the league or the majority of players in the league during these four months to try to better himself. Because that's what MVPs do. Uh, on the other hand, the Spurs, they started off a little strong. They were right there with the Bucks, but they just never got a nice groove. And I feel like that's been the problem with this team. Uh, I think the best case scenario for the Spurs is that, you know, they make the play in tournament, but I don't see them getting past the play in tournament. They'll probably get knocked off there. Um, I don't know. It's just something about that team. Maybe they need to blow it up and, and restart, make the roles in a number two or a number three on a contender somewhere, get some picks back. I'm not sure, but there's just something something off about this team. Next up. We have the Indiana Pacers beating the Portland Trailblazers just by three points, 91-88. to Now, Portland is first on a lot of people's lists for getting that eighth seed in the play-in tournament. Remember, this team was ravaged all season by injuries. You know, I never thought it would end. They were just dropping players left and right. As a result, they got mellow, which is one of the good things from these injuries, but... Melo. Now they're fully healthy. They have Zach Collins, Yusuf Nurkic, Nurk, which had he had 14 points, 8 rebounds. You know, remember he had that really gruesome leg injury last year. But this is definitely a team to watch to make some serious serious noise out there and and possibly get that 8 seed. And remember if they get that 8 seed, you know who they're playing in the first round? The Lakers, the first seed. So That's definitely something to watch. Dame Dala, CJ. I don't know. They got they got experience, too. They got that playoff experience that goes a long way. On the other side, we had Victor Oladipo hitting the court after, you know, he was undecided on whether whether he wanted to play or not. But, you know, a lot of people are saying he actually made the decision because he would lose a ton of money. So he was like, nope, I'm trying to secure that bag. So he got out there, and he took the floor, and he played 19 minutes. He had 8 points, 6 rebounds. Justin Holiday led the team with 16 points in 17 minutes, six, shot 67% from the three-point line. Now, this Indiana team is dangerous and is definitely the sleeper of the East. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Oladipo, he definitely carries some Mamba mentality. That's all I'm going to say. First of the evening games, we had Deion Waiters and the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, you heard that right. Deion Waiters. Fall to the Dallas Mavericks 108-104. to But hey, J.R. Smith made his first NBA bucket in 612 days. 612 days since he played his last NBA basketball game. Now, that's a win all by itself. Might as well end the pod here. But obviously, the NBA world was hype to see Braun take the court. But I think we could all agree that Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith stole the show out there. That's who we really wanted to see. Caruso on the sideline, looking like a coach. Hairline on fleek. But uh, LeBron and AD only played 15 minutes each. Each had 12 points. Seth Curry. Yes, Seth Curry. Brother of Steph Curry. Went off for 23 points. 8 of 8 from the field. 6 of 6 from behind the arc. Yeah. I said Seth Curry, who has time and time again showed us he is capable of getting just as hot from behind the arc as his brother Steph. Something in that DNA, y'all. Del Curry knew how to raise shooters. Might have played a hand in Boban, cause Boban hit a three pointer too. Boban, Luca, Luca also had fourteen points. Looked good out there. A lot of people said he was he was fat. He wasn't fat out there, guys. I didn't see any chunky Luca. Lakers led the first half of the game, but then the Mavs outscored the Lakers by 14 in the third, and that basically blew the game wide open. Remember, guys, these are scrimmages. So we chillin', you heard? We chillin'. Laker Nation, baby. And finally, the last game of the night. We had the Phoenix Suns beat the Utah Jazz 101-88. And remember, the Utah Jazz were that team where Rudy Gobert was the first player in the NBA to test positive for coronavirus. And this wasn't just an NBA event. This was a worldwide event. I don't know about you guys, but when the NBA shut down, that's when I knew COVID-19 was real. Something real was going on. It didn't really hit me until Rudy Gobert got COVID, but remember there was tension between him and Donovan Mitchell, but, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, they're men. They got over it. Uh, Gobert played 21 minutes, just had five points. Maybe he's still, uh, recovering or something, but, um, you know, this jazz team, Mike Conley out there, hopefully, you know, he, he's healthy now. If they get Mike Conley back healthy. He, they, they can make some serious some serious damage out there in the West. Donovan Mitchell, 17 points, 63% from the field. This is a dangerous team, guys. But um, they fell to the Suns, and a lot of people are saying the Suns uh, don't have no business. They don't have no business being here in this bubble. None at all, but I'm sure that's just fueling them to come back Make the playoffs. Get knocked out in the first round. But hey, it's something, right? It's something. Devin Booker out there. 20 points. 13 points. 20 minutes. Sorry. You know, it looks like the uh, the Suns played their, their full lineup out there. Minus Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio on the bench. But I don't expect this team to to make much noise. But hey, I don't know. Four months off, they could come back. And any team really can just go off. You don't know. You really don't. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember to like and subscribe. And tune in tomorrow.